Geeks. You listen to episode 104 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Joe Morgan. Gadzooks. Shelly Walter. Hi. And our special guest and producer of the show, LJ Lowry. Yo, what's up? I just realized before recording this that you kind of were on the podcast last week. Kind of, oh, yeah. In a sense. Yeah. That was an interview, though. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> not really talking about those. That, wasn't, that was not the usual recording time. Yeah. Yeah. So it was awesome. You get, you get LJ two weeks in a row. Lucky you guys. <laughs> uh, we're going to have a great cast today. Last of Us 2 got a new trailer. Uh, we have our Shazam actor, which is super exciting. Uh, and then there's a ton of Netflix news going on right now. We'll be talking about all of that in a little bit. But first, shout out to our Patreon, Scott Phillips. Uh, he is one of the Patreons at patreon.com slash grace that lets all of this kind of happen. Uh, without funding, there's so much that uh, Geeks Under Grace isn't able to do specifically in reaching people. Uh, and so it's always awesome for us to you know have the website and do all the articles and things. Uh, but it's people like Scott Phillips that actually let us reach out, and that's awesome. We also have a Twitter discussion question today that comes from Christ and Consoles. They ask, how do you keep from making GUG more about yourselves and not God? Keeping the focus on God and not yourselves. Uh, LJ, you're our, you're our guest. We'll let you we'll let you. Uh, okay. Um, so I guess where I take that question is, um, you know, like a lot of what we do, you know, some of it's like time sensitive and. You know, we need to get things out there, you know, as quick as we can, you know, based on, you know, whatever that is. And so uh, one thing I kind of have to do is, you know, it's I have to remind myself, OK, I, you know, there's certain things I do have to prioritize my time with. You know, obviously, you know, what's really important is, you know, the things I have going on in my own going on in my own life. But I'm sure we're, there are days where I'm just feeling lazy and I'm just like, oh, I don't really feel like doing right, that right now. But there are some times where I'm like, you know, I have to remind myself, no, this has to be done at this at this certain time because, you know, this is not for me. This is for the content, you know, that we are pushing out. You know, this is for Geeks Under Grace. This is ultimately for the ministry of God. Um, you know, so sometimes, you know, that may take me, you know, let's say I'm, I'm writing a review or something. You know, that may, I have to kind of get myself in the mood, you know, play some music on Spotify or something. Because that's what I like to do uh, as I'm doing a lot of things is listen to music. So, you know, just, you know, I got to get myself psyched up for these things. You know, if, if maybe I'm having a hard day or just, you know, a day where I'm feeling down, you know, just, uh, you know, get myself motivated or get myself in the word. Something that's going to remind me like, hey, this is not for this is not about you. This is about the ministry, you know, so um, that's just kind of how I look at it. How about you, Jeff? So. This is, it's become part of my identity, Geeks Under Grace has. I mean, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing a Geeks Under Grace shirt, drinking out of a Geeks Under Grace mug, recording a Geeks Under Grace podcast right now. Oh. Um, but it it really is, you have to step back and and it, it really helps that we pray before we record the podcast. That, that kind of helps us focus in, yeah. um, center our minds a little bit. Um. Anytime that I go on air with Geeks Under Grace in particular, it's it's good to it helps me remember like if I'm live streaming for Geeks Under Grace, the rare times that I do it anymore, I'm representing a ministry that I'm a part of at that point. Right. And and I'm the I'm out there as a face for that. Like you know, I, I wanna make sure that I'm there as an ambassador for a ministry and not 
there to say, hey, look at me, I'm on air. You know, I mean, so that's that's one thing with Geeks Under Grace. It's, it gets a little bit harder when you're writing reviews and things because your face isn't out there, but you're taking a lot of time to put those things together. Yeah. And so I, I think that's one of my favorite reasons that we do the – uh, family-friendly portion, like the content guide. Right. It, it kind of gives you a chance to focus in on that stuff. What, and and if you so choose, you know, to to get into the word a little bit with that. So. Yeah. Oh, how about you, Shelley? Uh, for me, it's sort of like I need to just keep reminding myself, I suppose, of why I do. And, you know, I'm a part of Geek Center Grace because at this point, sort of like what Joe's saying, it's like kind of a part of my identity. It's something where, um, you know, it's hardwired into my schedule, podcasting Monday, streaming Fridays, um, and sort of everything else, like adminning the community group and all this other stuff. Um, it's kind of hardwired in my brain and it can get really frustrating a lot of the times. It can get hard where I'm just like, oh, I can't believe I have to do this. I wish I could just work on homework or I wish I could, you know, do this other thing or why do I have to do this today? You know, if I'm in a bad mood or, um, whatever. But, um, so there are a lot of times where I'm just, I tend to ask myself, okay, why am I even doing this? If I'm not enjoying it at this moment, if it's not giving me joy right now, why am I doing it? Um, and it's, it's kind of like a humbling reminder, just like, okay, no, it's not for me. It's not for what I get out of it. Kind of what LJ was saying. It's not because what I get out of it is because of what, Mm -hmm. um, it could lead to and what, you know, how is this glorifying God? Like, how can I use this as a tool to glorify God? Um, and yeah, definitely, like Joe said, praying before the podcast has been helping um, because it just helps get in the mindset. Also, these questions, too, really um, do a good job with, like, helping as well. But yeah, there are just yeah. so many times where I, you know, it's a Friday night. I'm really tired from a week of school, of college life, and I just want to chill. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I got I to gotta stream. I got to talk to people. But um, it's, it takes effort, I guess, to change the mindset from, oh, I, you know, God do this to, okay, this is an opportunity sort of thing, you know. But, right. yeah, it's all kind of a mindset, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, I've been in the habit for the last few years, uh, it's been a long time now, where if I'm doing something that I enjoy, uh, I ask myself, how can I make this worship? And so I've always kind of had that on my mind is like, if I'm into something, if it's gaming uh, or something else, how do I glorify God with this in the first place? Uh, and so I think that's really helpful. But I really thought it was interesting. Uh, this question came up because it's something that I actually struggle with often. Uh, we've talked in many Geeks Under Grace meetings, um, you know, that have been called the, the face of Geeks Under Grace sometimes. And uh, behind closed doors most of the times. But uh, it, it's always been, okay, if I'm going to be the face, how do I do that to where it's not about me? Because it's really hard when someone's like, you are the face of something, to not let it be um, about you. And so I guess just the way that I've done that, I've definitely um, stepped back a little bit in being this kind of icon. Uh, felt a little uncomfortable. And so, you know, I just always have that mindset of how can this point people to God? Uh, how can this reach people, and how can it, you know, glorify him in that way? How is it worship? Because uh, if it's not worship, and it's just for you, um, it's going to be really easy for it to be about yourself. But 
I would say no matter what you're doing, uh, if you're in front of a camera or you're letting your voice be heard or anything like that, uh, there's definitely a little ego in there uh, no matter what. But if you're creating for God uh, and you admit, you know, when you have your faults um, and work towards staying away from them, it, it's definitely helpful uh, ways to do ways to be helped. There are those times, if that makes sense. especially um, like, you know, when you know Joe talked about like streaming, you know, and there's a lot of times where whether I'm writing or streaming or something like that, where sometimes the reminder comes in, like as you're doing it. And uh, mm-hmm. so like uh, the other day um, I had to stream from uh, like my PS4 controller has been on the fritz. And so I had to stream from my Xbox. And so the way things are working with Twitch on the Xbox is they've made it to where you can't actually look at your chat on screen anymore because of the new, new dashboard stuff. So I was like, oh, this okay. is going to this is going to be lame. I'm going to have to look off my phone and, and it's going to be annoying to our viewers that I'm having to look at my phone on, you know, at the chat. And so I was playing a uh, Batman Arkham Origins um because it was very last minute, and so, and uh, by the end of the stream, like, it was awesome, like, I had quite a few people there, and, you know, I was having fun, and it was, it was a great time, and I was like, okay, that's why I do this, you know, like, that's, you know, I do, you know, definitely do this for them, no matter what my current situation is, it's, it's all for, you know, our audience and the ministry, right. so, a little anecdote, I figured I'd share. Yeah, cool, I hope that answers the question. For you, uh, Christ and Console. Remember, if you want to ask us a question, you can always do that through Twitter, the hashtag GUGCast. We love getting them, especially when they're kind of these deep uh, questions. But you can ask us anything about, um, you know, geek industries or about faith. We'd love to answer them the best we are able to. Cool. From that, we're going to start with LJ. Uh, What are you geeking out about today? Uh, Let's see, I guess... In the last couple of weeks, it's been um, My Hero Academia is one. I know uh, that's how you discovered Little Witch Academia because somebody <laughs> yeah. told you to watch My Hero. I still uh, watch My Hero. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It is the oh. weirdest mix-up I've ever had. <laughs> it was a happy mix-up. Happy accident. Happy, <laughs> happy accident. Just a happy, happy accident. No mistakes. It's just a happy um, accident. That show <laughs> is... It's amazing, I guess. I guess because I could really relate to the main character, uh, Midora, uh, okay. because uh, you know the the basic plot. I'll, I'll try not to go into too much. Is that you know he's this normal kid, you know, and in in a world where eighty percent of the population has what they call a quirk, which is a superpower, and okay. so that, that's how that's how the show starts. And he idolized well. I guess idolizes is a perfect term. I hate that word now that I'm a Christian. Um, but uh, he idolizes this hero named All Might, who's basically the Superman of this world. Okay. And so um, I felt like I, I actually could relate to him a lot because, you know, uh, I think when the in the flashbacks, he's about three or four years old when he first sees this news footage of All Might saving people. Uh, I was able to relate to this because uh, back in the day, you know, my thing was watching Fox Kids every Saturday morning, watching Spider-Man, X-Men... You know, I was so into these superhero cartoons, and so that's where it really tugged at my heart, um, and it just gets so much better from there. I won't say too much, because I highly recommend it, but uh, it's a typical action anime, uh, but it's really awesome. I love all the characters, and their quirks, pun intended. And again, <laughs> it is not My Little Witch Academia. Yes, My <laughs> Hero my Academia. Hero Academia. I think Hero sounds a little bit more manlier, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, no, it's really awesome. I, I love it. I highly recommend it. If you have a Funimation account or Verve, uh, that's the place you should watch it. Yeah. I've been watching it dubbed just because I figured, uh, why not? Uh, maybe I'll check out the subbed eventually, see if I like it better. Um, so yeah, that show's been amazing. Then other thing I have been doing is um, last week uh, OG Xbox games went backwards compatible for Xbox One. Hey. Uh, um, I think there's only like 13 of them or so right now. Yeah. A, a couple of the big ones are uh, That's the Old Republic, Crimson Skies, Fusion Frenzy, um, Ninja Gaiden Black, which uh, that's actually what I streamed last week. I streamed the game Black, which is a old first-person shooter, really old by today's standards. Mm-hmm. And I streamed uh, Ninja Gaiden Black for the next hour, and I titled the stream Back in Black. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I, I don't get why Fusion Frenzy made that list. <laughs> oh, man, dude, you, ha- you have not had a history with Fusion Frenzy? No. Oh, I, it's like Mario Party, but Xbox. It's so amazing. Okay. I did go back and buy KOTOR, because I've never played through KOTOR. Oh, KOTOR is amazing. They have a couple other ones. Oh, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time is one of them. That is a good game. Yes. I'm waiting until they put the other two on there eventually, because um, those are good, too. Okay. Um, but I thought it was ridiculous that Prince of Persia uh, turned into a movie, and then they based a video game off the movie. Well, it's odd, because even that video game is not related to the movie it's it's technically supplemental material to the original trilogy side note off that i i tell the story whenever i can the bible tv series came out uh-huh. uh like a couple years ago three or four years ago now it's yeah. been a while but i was at the store and there was a bible based off the tv series <laughs> wow based off I the think... hit tv series <laughs> and i was like no i remember you <laughs> yeah. telling us that story one time that's hilarious yeah. Huh. Um, but as far as the Xbox games go, um, they up. I don't want to say they upscale them. I think they up-res them so that way they look good on your TV. Okay. Because back in the day, that was before. Uh, I hate to say back in the day because that wasn't that long ago. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know that was still CRT TVs, and you know that was before HD. You know, I think plasma was just becoming a thing, but is definitely not what today's standards are, and so. Uh, I think some of them got a little bit better over treatment. Like, some of them have, like... I think they all have 16 by 9. Um, but uh, it, it's looking awesome. Um, like, Ninja Gaiden especially. Black okay. aged a lot worse. Yeah. I can Other see that. that um, I'm really enjoying both of those, though. Black is a little outdated because of the technology. Like, I don't know if... I can't remember if it came out before or after Halo... Because the controls are so far from what a first-person shooter is these days. Uh, but I, what I really like about it is the uh, there's a lot of destruction. And for original Xbox to see like explosions and buildings crumble the way they do in that game is just awesome. Like see. Bad Company 2? Yeah, kind of like that, yeah. Um, except I think Bad Company 2 is even older than... Because that was on 360, right? That is a 360 game, yeah. Yeah, So, but yeah, it was very... Uh, actually, yeah, I thought of uh, Bad Company 2 when I played that game. Okay. So that game has aged a lot worse, but it's still fun to see the technology in it. Um, but uh, I guess that's all for my geeking out. Uh, we have plenty of other stuff to talk to that I didn't include because we'll be hitting on that stuff later. Awesome. Yeah. How you been, Joe? Doing good. I get my cast off by the time folks hear this. I will be out of the cast. Yay! Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Podcast. So. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> 
I think they said they're going to put me in a soft cast. So when I do extra life this weekend, I w- I don't know if I'll be able to use a mouse and keyboard or not. But oh, we'll see. Oh, you're right. Oh. Yeah. So I'm starting that. Uh, you guys are starting Friday night, right? Yeah, we are. Yep. Friday night. I'm usual up. time. Okay, and I'm starting 7 a.m. Central Time the next awesome. morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to be playing, uh, it'll be between me and my buddy Brad. He's going to be in Tennessee, but we're both going to be streaming on the same account. Cool. And we're going to be on uh, Cuphead and Call of Duty and uh, Assassin's Creed. And I mean, I'm going to play, we're going to play a little bit of doing, everything. Uh, Dance Dance Revolution. Wasn't there one year you did I, that? I remember tuning uh, in watching. No, that wasn't Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, it was, it was, uh, it was the, the other dance game. Just yeah. Dance? Just Dance? Dance Central. No. Dance Central. Dance Central. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't even think I have my Speaking Connect of Connect, anymore. I, th- I think that was I guess one I of do. the premier titles for Connect. Yeah. Well, because I'm using the green screen to stream, I don't really... I, I guess I could move that back out of the way. I don't know. But. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> Uh, oh, but for what I'm geeking out for the week, let's start with the shows that I watched. Yeah. I don't know if y'all been watching it or not. I finished Mind Hunters on Netflix. I've Have you watched that. that at all? Is that the I one saw with the serial killer stuff? Yeah, so it, it's it focuses on two guys in the FBI in like the 1950s or 60s, maybe even 70s. And they're kind of the first ones that that take the step to go interview and start psychologically profiling serial killers. Wow. They don't even have yeah like they when they first start the series they don't even have a name for them. They start calling them like sequence killers, huh. and they kind of develop the word serial killer throughout the series. But it's it's interesting from what I understand. A lot of the interviews that they did exist in real life. Whoa! And maybe this is kind of a a uh, historical fiction type thing. Okay. Not safe for kids. It's got some pretty pretty rough stuff in it. I bet. I was wondering if it was a documentary or not because I couldn't really tell by what I saw. Yeah, it's a drama. Oh, cool. But I, I think it's pretty good. It's it's definitely interesting. And I watched all of Stranger Things season two this weekend. Well, awesome. What do you think? I enjoyed it. Was, yeah. uh, the first two or three episodes didn't really hook me that much, and I kind of got really drawn into it after that. Uh, okay. It finished strong. So. I'm not past episode three yet. Yeah, I don't, only okay. see it to episode two. Okay. So. I have finished up to episode six. I've seen episode six. I'll be watching episode seven tonight. Uh, I heard it's weird filler, so I'm really interested really? in what so, that's going to look like. So late in the, in the series? It's yeah, like they I mean, need one more episodes. push before, like, before the finale kind of thing. I, I guess can't that remember sense. which episode that is. Like, like a calm before the storm, probably. Yeah, I I don't want to give a lot of details, uh, yeah, but it's yeah. They go a couple uh, of interesting kind of places. Filler, and then it's. Uh, I was reading that it's kind of out of boredom. They wanted to make sure that huh. they weren't doing the same thing over and over, and they wanted to. They said it's kind of a pilot out, like within a show. Hmm. Uh, just to see okay, I know the very episode like you're that. talking about. Then, yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, so cool. I'm excited to watch that one. I heard a lot of people; uh, it's been heavily criticized. Really? I liked it. Uh, if cool. it's the episode, I think that you're talking about. I totally I'm understand sure. why they did it, and I think that I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. So very cool. It it opens a possible world for 
spin-off series okay. if it's the one I'm thinking you're talking about. So Cool. Uh, I've really enjoyed the show so far. I loved the first season, though, as well. Uh, oh, so good. The nostalgia is very much still there with the old 80s uh, goonies and <laughs> I, I watched the, that kind of thing. I mean, I've seen the first two episodes, right? One of my um, friends was just like, this This season seems more 80s than the first season. <laughs> huh. yeah. yeah. I'm like, dang. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping, what, what I'm hoping happens is, because this is going to sound weird, uh, Dragon's Lair, that arcade game they play at the, in the first episode, yeah. is one of my favorite video games of all time, I think, just by like the art of it and everything. But is I'm hoping... Yeah, it's a real yeah. game. You can buy it on your PlayStation 3 and PC. Did it look so animated? Oh, yeah. Yes. No, it's a Don Bluth uh, video game. And what you do is, it's like a giant quick time event game. Huh. And okay. uh, the arcade version is super super hard but the newer versions that they released on on consoles and pc they guide you a little bit more i saw Um, it and i thought of it it looked revolutionary to what 80s games looked like at the time so it looks like it looks like an 80s disney cartoon yes or like yeah yeah Yeah. um but what i'm saying is uh, i hope which i'm kind of expecting it might be is that uh this season is like a big like i don't want I, i guess is the word for it like allegory or whatever because I'm thinking okay. of, like, the big monster in the sky that keeps showing up. And, like, to me, like, oh, I wonder if this is, like, the dragon of this season. Kind of like how the Demigorgon with D&D yeah. in the first season. Yeah. So I'm, like, just geeking out about that video game. Also, I'm like, oh, I hope this is, like, referencing that. Can I just <laughs> say how, and I guess, I I don't know, I guess, how different D&D in the 80s was to, is to now, but... It's so Well, that would have been first edition instead of fifth. Yes, correct. Yeah. Um but and this is just going off of the end of the first season. This isn't second season technically. Or is it? I don't remember. Either way, um just the fact that when they fight monsters, all you do is roll for a hit and all of a sudden the the thing's dead cuz you did a fireball. That's not how it works. You you have to roll for <laughs> <I'm> damage. <sure. laughs> I'm sure that's television. I mean, yeah. I know, but just, it made me cringe. Yeah. You know, first time watching through yeah. the first season, I was like, that's awesome. this is not how it's supposed to go. I wish I could destroy things with a single roll. It's like, well, just, you know, I don't know if it's considered a spoiler because it was the end of the first season, but um, <laughs> and at least there's there's a time where they're they're fighting this thing and they, like, you know, Mike, he's the DM and he makes this huge deal about, like, how scary it is. And then they mm-hmm. hit an attack, and then he's like, oh, it dies, and, like, all dramatic and stuff. I'm just like, okay, well, that's... Where's like, you kill it. <laughs> Sorry, that's a weird My first day of, of D&D, I was excited because I finally hit something by the end of it, and I hadn't hit something all day. <laughs> and then I was like, now what? And he's like, now you need to roll for damage. And I was like, what do I roll for damage? Oh, gosh. <laughs> but, I had to but, figure uh, it all out. <laughs> Give me six of those 20-sided dice. but yeah see that that kind of thing is why i'm hoping this season turns out to be like a you know like you know like a model for like based on the premise of of dragon's lair i think that'd be so cool yeah Mm. because that came out because they chose the arcade and that game kind of like they chose D D. And that monster, you know, as like a, you know, just as a point of reference. So yeah. I'm hoping it foreshadowing goes that way. is it or is it? Yeah, not? yeah, like foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the word I'm looking for. Joe's keeping his mouth <laughs> shut. Like a good yeah. person. I'm not spoiling anything. Thank goodness. I feel that's like awesome. I'm far enough to not say anything as well. 
Yeah, Cody, Cody knows enough where he's at too. <laughs> that that gives me high hopes. Um. <laughs> so on top of what we've been watching, I have been playing a lot. There was a lot that came out Friday. I, I took Friday off work. I shifted a day off to take Friday <laughs> and enjoy some of this stuff. Yeah. So Stranger Things. Also, I, I got a couple hours into Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah, okay. that I'm still waiting really to play good. that. How is that? It's pretty neat. You're a medjai, and you're so basically you're the town helper and policeman. Dang man, hmm. okay. so like, basically everybody brings all of their requests for help to the medjai, and there's one medjai assigned to every town. Side quests. And so yeah, like you, <laughs> it's it's kind of the Assassin's Creed or the uh, the Skyrim thing where it's like oh there's a question mark 200 meters away I'm gonna run and see what that is. Yeah. Yeah, and it can you know if you come up on a location, it'll pop up a little quest that says you need to find three treasure chests. Well, this hmm. game seems super heavy on these side quests too, because it's your experience, right? Yeah, and so yeah. It, this one that's that's something. Yeah, this one is an open world RPG with uh, action combat more so than anything else. So like, I, I'll say this, and then I'll move on to the next game. But I got my first mark. He's a, a prophet of a moon. At the temple in town, and I did some side quests. I ended up getting a purple bow, and I'm like level four. And so I'm just creeping around trying to find treasure chests in this area. I didn't realize I was in the temple of a moon. <laughs> a couple of guys see me and they run into the temple, then they come back out, and there's another guy with them. Uh-oh. And I used that bow, I hit that bow, and it had a fire effect on oh, it. Nice. Melted all three of them down. I didn't realize it, but one of them was my mark, and I totally smoked him without even meaning to. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so the characters, they actually went out and got someone for backup? Yeah. Yeah, they ran into the temple when they saw me, and when they That's came back cool out, dynamic. he was with them. Man. Now, something I think is different about this one than the other ones is normally when you kill your mark, you know, it goes into a cut scene, and you, oh, you finish the mark off, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, so they still have that drama going on, but with this one, when I killed the mark and it went into the cutscene, it triggered a much longer flashback that you had to play through before you got to the actual kill scene. So, here's a question. I guess this is something starting out. Um, It's going to be spoiler territory for 20 seconds. You start the game out. Are you an assassin, yes or no? No, you're a Medjai. It's called okay. Origin. That's what I was yeah. wondering. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're the Assassins. The, the Assassins Guild does not exist yet. That's what yeah. Yeah. The, the most I know it's, about Medjai is uh, that guy in, in the Mummy movie series called himself yeah. a Medjai, and I yeah. kind of to me that had to be somewhat accurate because the Assassins Creed thing sounds similar. Like he's a protector. Well, I, I was gonna say Frazier would be the best cameo in this show ever in this <laughs> I, game. I said all of that to say, also, the, the thing that makes a Medjai very important is that he's the right hand to the Pharaoh as well. Ooh, he's like the bodyguard of the Pharaoh. He is the top. So, he's, he's a cool guy. He's very important. Yeah. he's yeah. And there's a ton of weapons in this one. Normally, you know, you only get the sword and the, and the wrist dagger type thing. Mm-hmm. So far, I've gotten shields. I've gotten spears. I've gotten axes. I've gotten... All kinds of different stuff. Yeah. Do a... they break after ten hits? <laughs> no, they don't break okay. at all. Then, ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Zelda. yeah. There's a bow I want to try to use, a, um, which I th- isn't. There's one like built for combat where he shoots like three of them at the same time or something like that. Yeah, 
Yeah, apparently so, you can use that one in combat. That sounds fun to use. I don't know if I could because there's a purple bow. <laughs> right, well, that's the, just like in like an item type. I don't think it actually looks purple. Yeah. So the thing that really <laughs> surprised me about this game, though, was I was thinking, you know, how in the world are you going to make something out of ancient Egypt vertical enough to feel like an Assassin's Creed game? Oh, and it totally works. Because cool. a lot of the Egyptian countryside is desert, but it's also got hills and mountains, and a lot of the buildings are two or three stories tall. So they make it work. It feels like an Assassin's Creed game for sure. Cool. Man. Cool. Yeah, I have to. I'm gonna probably get it if it goes on sale anytime. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. It's just yeah, it's it good. Looks really good. Uh, I've spent a ton of time on Wolfenstein Two. Mm-hmm. I've got um, about a dozen hours good. into it, and. So, don't let kids play that game. Absolutely do not. Don't let kids see you playing that game. Even the New Order, I would say, don't let your kids see you playing that. <laughs> it, it is grotesquely gory, which is, that's totally expected. The language is totally R-rated, which is not a surprise. There are bare-chested women in the game on more than one occasion, and other adult scenes in there as well. Um, there's there's some pretty rough content in there. Like there are scenes of spousal and child abuse, mm-hmm. animal abuse. Um, wow. There's there's some real racism. It's it's all there, and it's really really tough. And and yeah. yeah, and they get they they start addressing a lot of that stuff in the first half hour of the game. That's what I like, hear. Though it sounds like it's got a, some of it sounds like it's got an overarching theme to it. Like there's kind of a reason they show some of that. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of your team later on in the game mm. is this super eclectic group. So you've got yeah. you've you've got a guy from Africa and the leader of of uh, a New York Black Power Revolution group, and you've got a Jewish scientist, and you've got a Russian lady, and mm. you've got I mean. It's a super eclectic group that are all working together oh, yeah. to topple the Nazi regime. Kind of like and the one in New Order. A lot of those members are back. A lot of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just yeah. played through the New uh, New Order last night, so I know which ones probably are. But that's really yeah, cool. and and they add a lot more to the cast. There's a lot going on. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. And then, but on top of that, there's a lot of crazy stuff. It's legitimately one of the best storytelling games I've ever played, especially for a first-person shooter. Yeah. But the story itself is bananas off the wall crazy. (laughs) There's stuff that happens in that game that I explained to a friend today, and you would have thought that I came from the Planet Nine and had horns growing out of my head when I was talking to him. (laughs) Like, I can't oh, wow. believe I just said all those words in that sentence out of my mouth. Like, you know? Yeah. 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 There's, uh, but I mean, like, a lot of the stuff that it addresses is so difficult. It takes a lot. I mean, you you all know I, I cry with the, the Last of Us. Yeah. I broke down in tears two or three times in the first half hour of Wolfenstein 2 because some of that stuff is so difficult to deal with. Hmm. Even um, towards the end of New Order, I was like, oh, man. Like, I got pretty serious. Like, I know it's nothing compared to... New Colossus, yeah. but even the first game has a lot of heavy moments like that. Yeah, and I mean, in New Colossus, you know, the the Nazis have bombed America. They bombed New York. New York's irradiated. Mm-hmm. They've turned New Orleans into a KKK-controlled concentration camp, basically. Oh, wow. I mean, it's, wow. it is 
it is really it sounds really, really dark, dark stuff. But also extremely interesting, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, like the mm-hmm. alternate history kind of yeah, like aspect. Yeah, I mean, like w- when you first, I- I'll say this: this isn't much of a spoiler. I think they've shown this in trailers. When you first show up in New Orleans, you're undercover, mm-hmm. and you're walking the streets, and there are Nazi soldiers talking to KKK members, talking about going to to rallies and parties and things, and there's a Nazi parade going on at the same time. Like it's just wow. it is really crazy. All the supremacy. Really interesting about the game, just because I loved Made in the High Castle, which is a similar premise, uh, mm-hmm. not as ridiculous, uh, much more realistic, but uh, the idea that Nazis have won. The gameplay itself is really good. If you enjoyed New Order's gameplay, it's a lot of the same systems coming back: single wielding, dual wielding. Mm-hmm. You got you know you can be si- do the silent skills, skill tree, and all that sort of stuff. Environmental kills and. It's it's still a lot of fun. The core gameplay is a lot of fun. Feels great. Uh, it may be bordering and fighting for my game of the year so far. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. And I'm not done yet, but I'm getting close. <laughs> um, and then finally, I played about two hours. So LJ's going to be able to dwarf me on oh, this. I've played about two so hours of yeah, Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> I want it so much. I've taken so many pictures, and I'm only, like, I I guarantee I've probably put over six hours into that game, but I'm only halfway through it, I think, which I don't know if this is accurate, but I just got to New Donk City, which I don't know if it's the halfway mark or or how far it is, because I know there's so much I still haven't seen yet. So I'm real curious about one thing. I, Hmm. I got to the third planet last night, and there's a branching path. Uh huh. Can you go back and do those other branching paths yes, later? Yes, you will go, whichever one you chose, you will go to that one next. Okay, cool. Which, hmm. I chose the woodland, and then after I played the other one, I didn't really like that other one as much, so I was glad I chose the woodland first. Okay. But, but there, all the worlds in that are really super cool. Some of them are a yeah. lot smaller, and some of them are massive. It's so goofy and whimsical. Yeah, like, like you cannot be mad playing that game. Like, if you're... If you're angry about something, you won't be, like, five seconds into that game. I was in a purple and yellow suit for the, the majority of the second world. Oh, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> business, the, uh, the Cats the Cap suit or whatever. Yeah. The cap store. Mario meets Geeks Under Grace. Yeah, I and then I... used my Dr. Mario Amiibo just to see what it would do, and I got a Dr. Mario outfit. That's cool. cool. I haven't tried any Amiibos mm-hmm. yet. I mean, that's the only, like, solid Mario one I had, but I tried a Yoshi one just to see what the Yoshi one would do, and it didn't do nothing. Um, okay. It gives you like hearts and coins. Uh, that would it make before. sense. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I uh, I've got the full cowboy outfit right now. The coolest one I've seen, Cody Hahn, member of the Geek Center Grace community. That's that samurai one. He's got a samurai outfit. Yeah, yeah it looks one, so cool. I have an aviator one. He looks like an old, like he looks like a like a World War II pilot with his aviator goggles and like the bomber jacket and stuff. And I love but that one. They said. You know, you, you find stars in the old Mario 64 games, and I guess it's, is it shines in, in the GameCube one? Yes, shines mates. I don't know. So there are moons to find in this one, and from what I've heard, including the ones you can buy and stuff, there are over 900 moons to find in this game. It doesn't, oh, wow. I mean, you can beat the game relatively quick if you, if you yeah. straight path it, Yeah. but there's a ton of side stuff to do. Yeah, that first uh, big kingdom, the Sand Kingdom, there's like 60, 70, I think it's like 60-something moons in that in that area alone. And I'm like, where are those? <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, and then Hector, 
Hector Mirai, he uh, already beat that game in like a day. I was like, well, I guess that makes sense. It's a Mario game. But there's still so much to do. Uh, even after you beat it, apparently there's new kingdoms that you can't unlock until you beat it. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, that would make yeah. sense for a Super Mario game a little bit. Exactly. Okay. It, yeah. Oh, so It's real good, though. Like, it's real good. <laughs> I could not play. Like, I'm so glad. Like, I didn't even... You know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to pass on Assassin's Creed for now. I'm going to pass on Wolfenstein. I'm going to go with Mario because we don't get a new mainline Super Mario game every year. So I was like, you know, I got to go with this. And I regret nothing <laughs> I, I think it's good enough if you own a switch there's no doubt in my mind you should own mario yes. and if you don't own a switch you should probably buy a switch to play mario <laughs> yes play it yeah yeah buy a yeah. switch uh, to play breath of the wild and mario yes breath of the, if if breath Both of the wild of them. and mario and mario odyssey were the only two games you could ever own on your switch i'd say that'd be worth buying a switch for uh, yeah i mean you got That's months of content does. right there mm-hmm and they still have to... Xenoblade Chronicles 2 comes out before Christmas. Ooh. That's, that's a massive RPG. Yeah. What is Nintendo doing? Something's right. They're, they're actually populating odd. the game space. They're super, yeah. yeah they're, they're guns blazing right now. They're just putting it all out there. And Fire Emblem uh, Fire Emblem Warriors just came out. I mean, yeah. like they've got stuff to play on that console. And that's yeah. soon, but there's so much planned for it as well. You yeah. Know, not just unloading everything they got right away. Mm-hmm. Which is also yeah. very crazy. It's amazing. <laughs> it's wild. Good time for Nintendo yeah, fans. It is. They finally got the third-party support that I said that they needed forever, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, Doom. And, you know, you were just talking about Wolfenstein. Uh, Switch is getting Wolfenstein, too, pretty soon. Uh, yeah, I hope I hope it's as good on, on Switch as it is on PC. I do, It's too. real good on PC. I mean, I, <laughs> after hearing you and a bunch of other podcasts talk about it, I think I'm actually going to play Wolfenstein before I go for Assassin's Creed. Because uh, I know Assassin's Creed, that'll always be there. But I just, you know, things like that and Doom and Skyrim and L.A. Noir, like, those are really big games. And uh, I'm glad Switch has the third-party support it does. Yep. So, getting out of geeking out uh, and into the news, we we've got Paris Games Week going on right now. That's where Sony does they they do they show a bunch of their stuff there. They showed a Last of Us Two trailer, uh, unleashed it today, and man, speaking of dark, you thought I was gonna say you thought the first game was dark. It's nothing compared to the tone of this second trailer. I kind of this news trailer. There was a particular scene where I literally like cringed. I'm like, ooh. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Tough. Too. It was tough to watch. It really you got to think when the yeah. first one came out, though, a lot of people were like, where do you go from here? You know, Right. Uh, yeah. How do you make this masterpiece better? Should you even try to make this masterpiece better? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yes. Yeah. They do what everyone else does, and they go more extreme with what works. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that was pretty pretty Man. gnarly, though. You should definitely. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of that first game, Ooh, yeah. so I'm definitely looking forward to the second one, especially after seeing that trailer. And I don't like scary stuff, but I'm really digging that trailer. (laughs) Destiny 2, uh, the Curse of Osiris DLC expansion, finally got a confirmed date. It's not that far off. Uh, December 5th, coming out on all three platforms. Osiris was the, like, crazy, I think it was crazy lady in the first one, right? She was the one that ran the trials. Yeah, the trials. The PvP trials. Yep. Yeah. Cool. I'll have a reason to boot that thing back up. <laughs> I hope they're going to do a raid with this. I'm sure they will. Uh, there's talk that they may not. Oh. 
And if they don't, I don't know how much more Destiny Two I'm going to be playing because I've capped. I've done everything that they've got <laughs> that right now. Soon, controversial huh. much? You say that soon. I've got 140 hours already logged into it. Uh, so, <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> I've done just about everything, and that's more than I. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, a uh, couple of pieces of PUBG news. Number one, the test servers for. Uh, they're getting the vaulting and climbing mechanic added in this week. They've been oh. talking about that for months. That's something people have really been looking forward to. Yeah. And finally, uh, there's a good chance it looks like PUBG is going to get booted out of China, which I think would be good for the rest of the world because China is notorious for hacking that game. From what I hear, that game has been getting hacked like crazy too. Yeah. Oh. Every every time I watch somebody play a match, there are hackers in the game. I call uh. hacks. <laughs> that's so sad when you, too, considering how when, big that game just got yeah when you see a dude running as fast as a car using its turbo <laughs> yeah, then on you know foot Barry Allen is that yeah. you? I just wonder what yeah. it will do to the business of PUBG it's such a huge game to get it banned out of a stupid country I was going to say yeah that's a major market but nobody hacks like China does quite frankly <laughs> like nobody and and they're doing it to cash in on the items so that they can sell them for real money on the Steam store. Like, yep, it's so crazy. Man. What what was your reasoning? I, we talked about this before the podcast, but I think uh, you should tell people why China is thinking about shutting it down. Oh yeah, that's a good point. So China, the Chinese government stepped in and they said uh, this doesn't really support socialist values so <laughs> we're probably gonna pass. let you leave hard pass. yeah one for all and not or it's one for themselves not it's one last man all. standing not <laughs> yes yeah, not socialist values that's funny. yeah <laughs> that's super it. interesting yeah like just in the united states that's so far from our mind that this piece of art um and the values that it, it shares with the country. Well, and I think it's really funny because the game is based on a Japanese movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So but Not socialist, though. Yeah. A battle royale. Yeah. Uh, the pull list this week is short and sweet. Call of Duty World War II is coming out. Yes. A lot of people looking forward to that game. Yep. I'll be streaming it during the event. Uh, I, I will as well for our channel. Woo. Yep. What, what platform are you getting it on, LJ? PS4. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say we could play together, but that won't happen. That would have been cool. Yeah. Uh, Bubsy, the Woolies Strike Back. There's a Bubsy game coming what? out this week. That's odd. That's is crazy. This, is this 1998? <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> Do you even know what Bubsy is? I've seen, <laughs> I don't know yeah, I've seen a lot of... Like, Bubsy's awesome. I think JonTron... Someone made a video about Bubsy. Um, yeah. Making fun of it, of course. <laughs> Bubsy the Bobcat. Yeah, they said how he is. He's kind of like is, basically. Oh, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't, I liked it Bubsy. Wasn't. <laughs> it was. It was kind of a spinoff, almost Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, that was when the mascot thing was kind of yeah. Wars, yeah. Yep. I liked Bubsy. He was no Sonic, but he was. I, I liked it. That's some uh, old school cult nostalgia right there. <laughs> But I can't believe they're coming out with a new Bubsy game in 2017. Not ideas. Or they got some really good ideas they're about to throw down. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then finally, for fans that like the Dot Hack games on the PlayStation 2, they are releasing the Dot Hack slash GU Last Recode, which is all of the 
the G the dot hack GU games in one collection. I watched dot hack sign back in the day, which I really liked, but I've never played any of the games. But I hear there's a pretty good fan base. I I really liked. I can't remember which game I had. I had a game and it came with a movie. So someone probably out there knows what I'm talking about. Uh, and the movie was really good. Uh, and I had a lot of the manga. I want to say it was Reloaded. Dot hack Reloaded that I had. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I really like the manga, but the games are very much this like they feel like an old mmo i mean that was kind of the idea right so it feels it feels like a predecessor to sword art online to me yeah oh yeah definitely Sword Art Online. i was so like angry at first and i heard about sword art online because i'm like this is dot hack uh and then i realized (laughs) this is like a whole genre in japan yeah yeah log horizons the exact same thing yeah log horizons log horizons my my flavor for that one I, yeah. I like Log Horizon. Yeah, I've been thinking um, about watching that too. I've never heard it's of it. It's sort of weird that it's a genre and not like a copyrighted idea because it sounds like. Yeah. Look at, look at it. It doesn't seem like a genre. It seems like. We all got pulled into the MMORPG. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. It's like. Um, the movie you guys too? Really good. It's like making Attack on Titan, like giant things coming to attack you and eat you, making that a genre. Sort of. They should. Which it kind of. That kind like, of is a kind of genre, is, though. Yeah. Monster no, Hunter and yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I would have liked the genre. games way more if they were actually MMOs and not pretending to be MMOs, which was super weird. You would get emails and stuff from <laughs> other players in the like, game, but it was all. I tried to play those Sword Art, two or three of those Sword Art games on PS4, and it was just too weird for me. I couldn't get into <laughs> them at all. But I've never watched the anime, so I don't really have a frame of reference for oh. it either. Yeah. Are there what MMOs are like this, where it's a very RPG turn based? Are there? They're out there, I'm sure. They're out there. <laughs> I don't know. You think yeah. they'd be bigger? They should just make a game called The World. Dot Hack fans will appreciate that, <laughs> and then um, I'll play it, and hopefully they won't have you actually get caught in the thing. Yeah. NPCs can get caught, and you can think they're players. What would be scary is if it was a battle royale game instead of an MMO game. That would be really scary. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. PUBG? You'd be, bunch you'd of people be got stuck in PUBG. To die. You die in the game, you die in real life. That'd Man. be real bad. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, yeah, if you like Sword Online, check out Dot Hack. Yeah. That's <laughs> it for this week. Shelly, what's happening in your world? Uh, not too much. We already talked about Stranger Things, so I won't comment anymore on that. I, I watched the entire first season with my boyfriend who had not seen it. Um,. Very Basically, cool. a bunch of us were like, we need to start watching Stranger Things Season 2. And like, he was in the room. He's like, oh, I haven't seen the first one. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> that's what we're doing this weekend. So that's what we did. Instead of studying for my midterm. It was fine, though. It's all great. Um, mostly. <laughs> I can totally pass this class with a it's B. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's how it works. But yeah. Uh, and so that was good. It was really interesting because I, I mean, I watched Season 2, Episode 1. The night it came out, obviously I only watched just episode two. Didn't binge watch it like so many of my other friends. I would have gone crazy. But uh, just sort of having that reaction to... Um, I had a very strong reaction to the first episode, emotionally, I suppose. Just with all the stuff that happened. Um, not giving away any spoilers. But it was just interesting how when I watched it through with my boyfriend, we basic- we actually went directly from the last episode of season one to the first episode of season two. Um, and it's just, you know, seeing his reactions was, it was just interesting how I feel like they sort of catered it to 
they sort of expected that you waited a while, which makes sense. But it yeah. also mm-hmm. sort of takes... A, it just It's a different effect after if you've just watched the first season and then go straight into season two. So I just thought that was oh, interesting. I imagine. I will say this about Stranger Things. We, we were talking about this before the show. It is a separate series called Beyond Stranger Things yeah. that does the kind of like the Talking Dead sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. That's yeah. what it's, it's on told, I, We're going to talk about it in a little bit. Yeah. I'm getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> oh, head my of bad. Head <laughs> of yourself. Head of me. A little bit. But, uh, so. so there's that. I also um, been playing a lot of Fire Emblem Warriors co-op, and it's so much more fun to play with two people than one. Not that it's not that fun, fun with one person. Co-op. But... It's how does the Switch hold up with two people so playing it? So, it how Fire Emblem Warriors deals with it is that you can go into, um, you can have the regular mode, which makes everything look really pretty, or you can go to performance mode, which bumps the graphic down and makes, knocks it down, so you can fight with, um, much cleaner action, and we pretty much have okay. to play on performance mode. If you do it the other way, it's too laggy and weird, but performance mode, it's fine, oh, but okay. it still looks really good. Um, and I definitely prefer having um, constant running, like, accurate frame, frame rate. rate. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a good trade-off. So. When I watched your stream the other night, it looked like it was running pretty well for co-op. Yeah. Like, for split screen. I was surprised. Because, the, yeah, the technology it takes to actually do the split screen is quite interesting. Because that's why a lot of games leave it out mm-hmm. these days. And so I'm really... Yeah, because it's more intense. I'm really glad they put the performance mode in there. Because it would just be way too difficult and frustrating to do it the other way. But, um, mm-hmm. man, it's, it's just so much more fun um, to play with co-op. Especially because I've been playing with my um, Fire Emblem obsessed boyfriend. So... That's the only reason he's playing it. Cool. Not the only reason he's kind of the only reason he's playing it with me. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> just seeing like you know how they're dealing with the characters and all this other stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I'm still having a great time with yep. that. So that's what I had to say about that. Um, kind of going off of Fire Emblem a little bit. Cool. They added a new banner for Halloween in Fire Emblem Warriors, which I wasn't expecting. Heroes. Yeah, for heroes. And <laughs> um, I just thought they if they would have done that, they would have done that for throughout the whole month of October, but then they didn't, and so now they have it, which is interesting. But huh. they, they should not have named those two games like they did. They're, they're too they're, close to interchangeable. <laughs> I've gone to the conclusion yeah. that if they had just taken the same world and even, even a similar concept fighting-wise and just implanted that mm-hmm. into Warriors, you know, take Alphonse and Sharina, who are the, like, you know two original characters, put them as the two mm-hmm. original characters instead of uh, Lena yeah, and like Rowan. A, Rowan. Adapt yeah. that story because, to Warriors. Yeah, because they're essentially, they're different characters, kind of, but they they have the same purpose. So if you just replace them, if you had it in the same world, all of a sudden, you could have more of an expansive world that Heroes tries to play off of in their story mode and epically fails at. So, <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, from a story perspective, they feel very similar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, these these people showed up here. Why? Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know you. We Let me fight you before I can trust you. It's still <laughs> not different enough. I feel like I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> they they really should have. They had a chance to make a cool connection there, and they they did not. So that's what I have to say about that. Yeah. Um, what else did I do? Uh, I went to a comic book store the other day. There's a really nice one in Pike Place, and so I went there again, and pretty much I I told myself, We've yeah, I took you guys there. 
Uh, I've been there. I don't. Joe, were you with us? Yeah, no. Joe wasn't there. I went there. You were there. So you, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, I kind of told myself almost every time that I go there because I don't even go there very often. I go. I'll pick up another, uh, the next manga in the One Punch Man series, whatever I'm on. So I just pick up, picked up the third one. So now I have one through three. There you go. Okay. But I also got uh, Twilight Princess one and two. Because I saw online that they're making a... Because they have a couple Legend of Zelda mangas. Yeah. And I have... I own the uh, Phantom Hourglass one. That's what they have. They have Ocarina of Time. They have a couple other ones. But I saw online that really they were making manga. Twilight Princess. But I didn't know it was already out. So And I think the, mm-hmm. there's only two of them right now. Because those were the only two that released there. So I got both of them. Okay. They're, if they're the ones I'm thinking of, it's usually one or two books per series. Yeah. Yeah, they're not long series. Yeah. It's not, I don't yeah. think it's supposed to really take up the whole I almost game. bought the complete Ocarina of Time one last time I was at a bookstore. And <laughs> I was like, I know that game so well, it like felt like, I was like, nah, I shouldn't buy this because I already know the game. Yeah. <laughs> it adds so much to it though. It's so, talks. yeah, yeah it's like, like they add to it. and the art style is gorgeous and freaking, mm-hmm. they, Twilight Princess is already the darkest game in the series, right? But they yeah. still had to make it kind of a kid's game, even though Ray's teen for teens. So they added blood in this. <laughs> Link gets his arm cut off. Like, whoa, that happens. It's crazy. I mean, wow. obviously he gets it back or else he wouldn't be able to like swing a sword or whatever. But it's just, you know, I've read that. So and he, I'm like, links it, he links it back to himself? Happened. So it's really cool how they're taking that sort of freedom that they have with the manga and going with it. Because it's, it's kind of like an alternative if... Legend of Zelda was not created by Nintendo. If it was created by someone who's not, you know, afraid to go into darker realms like that, what it would look like. Hmm. So That's cool. But, so it sounds like they take a lot of liberties. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. also very, very close to the game, which is cool, too. They just hmm. add a lot of interesting um, stuff in it, I guess. But, um, yeah, that's, that's what I did. Also, I'm pumped that it's time for Halloween. You know, by the time you're hearing this, it'd be already Halloween past Halloween, mm-hmm. but um, I'm going to watch Sixth Sense Sixth Sense because I still haven't seen <laughs> that um, but that's what I'm going to be doing and I'm very excited for that but that's what I've been geeking out about. We don't have a ton of movie news, but what we do have is pretty cool um, our big main news is that uh, and this actually was released not long after the podcast was released last week um, Zachary Levi mm-hmm. is officially our Shazam hero. Actor. Shazam! He's not the hero That's himself, a great choice. The hero. <laughs> Such a good yeah. choice. Yeah. He's a great Being guy. a Shazam fan, I, I I was so on board with that. I was like, okay, it's the he could bring the humor there, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't watched Chuck, watch Chuck. I still haven't oh. seen Chuck. I need to watch it. Really? I think last time we talked about it, I still hadn't seen it, but it sounds like I need to. <laughs> Such a good show. Uh, he, Zachary Levi is Chuck in the show. Okay. Uh, he's a geek slash spy. Hmm. Um, yeah. I I really think this could be a breakout thing for him. It could be his – similar to Chris Pratt. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. was really great in the TV scene. Hadn't really broken out into movies until Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, but then beefed up crazy, uh, which it sounds like Zachary Levi is working on. Um, and is now one of the biggest action heroes. Yeah, uh, we have today one of the best action heroes. Yeah, and they're both Christian. 
which is yeah, yeah just oh that's really cool i didn't think about that with chris pratt that's taking action in more ways than one cake it's better than the cherry <laughs> on the it's, it's more than that it's better so christians take it back hollywood yeah i mean yeah. just like you know they don't they're open about their faith they're not um yeah they're not making christian movies right they don't go yeah. you know yeah kind and of, they yeah. seem well, legit too Netflix. like there's others that say they believe in god and all this stuff and i'm like oh yeah right you know you don't practice it but you may believe it but the zachary levi and chris pratt and people like that they seem legit yeah so. So. yeah zachary levi he started a house church uh in his home yeah yeah started i, I remember you saying him, that last time yeah rooming with a ton of people and uh ended up becoming his own little church yeah. but it's just it's super exciting because yeah it's definitely going to be a new um new level of acting i suppose it's good take him yeah. to mm-hmm. take really him to new to heights and stuff and yeah so that's Shazam. something to super look forward to also something else to look forward to it's really cool um we mentioned a long time ago i don't know when probably over the summer but uh godzilla mm-hmm. is getting an anime movie anime movie they got a new yeah. trailer out. That trailer was awesome. And it looks really cool. It's still in that. It's the polygon anime style, so. Which I am not a fan <laughs> of. I've said that many times. Yeah. It actually but looks good in that. In that though, like, I I understand fits, where you're coming yeah. from. It fit. Yeah. I and liked that, Blame, which is a movie that was that polygon style, and I like the trailer of this. And I think the reason I hate polygon so much is because of how bland it usually is. And mm-hmm. they've really been changing that up. There's a lot of color in this trailer. Yeah. I loved that classic, like, anime-style song they had in the trailer, too. I was like, okay, that's pretty dope. Yeah. First, it's kind of <laughs> gritty. They're talking in Japanese, so you don't really know what they're saying. Yeah. But you can tell they're really serious about something. And then there's, like, an anime opening song <laughs> that go- goes in there. You're like, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. But it sounds really cool. And Hopefully there's an English dub. I don't know if I've seen an English dub this yet. I haven't yet found it. In any trailer form. But. But. Netflix it's, original. It says November on it, I think, right? Yeah. yeah, so yeah. if you if you like Godzilla, if you like anime, I suggest you check this out. You can just type it in on YouTube and find it pretty yeah. much. Um, our last bit of news, which is really interesting. Um, it's not necessarily mm-hmm. news about a movie. It's, it's news about movies in general. Uh, October box office has hit its lowest point in like a decade. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Ten years. That doesn't surprise me with with Netflix cranking stuff out this yeah. time of year, though. And then Redbox, yeah. and oh yeah, Netflix has been putting out a lot too. Uh, but just the nature, like the streaming nature of our culture these days, and stuff like that, people would rather sit on their butts and rather than go to a movie. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, and yeah, lots of more and more companies are taking the movie approach now. I mean, Netflix was just shows. No, I mean was just shows and movies that were they were taking mm-hmm. in but now they're producing that they're making original, original. movies and shows same yeah. as um amazon i was just at uh i checked out amazon uh this last week actually for a career trek sort of thing and they they're talking about how um they've taken the stance and making movies now and you know how they're growing mm-hmm. and i can just think about all the other streaming services where it's more than just taking in stuff that's already made it's producing it yourself um right that's so it's just available right right in your home or whatever you have your computer or app 
Yeah. So the fun of going to the theater itself is 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 a part of that's what that's what it's a part of because I've what I said a minute ago was kind of ironic because it's like you're gonna go to a movie and sit on your butt in the theater anyway, but it's just you know the experience and just going with family. Yeah, it's a different atmosphere. The experience around it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's they're both good i don't think one's necessarily better than the other but it is still they mm-hmm. both still have value i guess especially there's nothing mm-hmm. quite like going to um an opening movie or going to an early showing of a movie something like that everyone's just super pumped about it um and you can just sort mm-hmm. of feel the hype within the room <laughs> it's really cool yeah exactly so, you can't really get or that when the i'll be packed. a lot more worried when this happens in the summer we start yeah. seeing box oh, office drops in the summer when yeah. it is movie time um, then it's going to be kind of a, a bigger deal to me, I think. October, you're getting a lot of horror movies. Um, this has been the best year for horror movies, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even, you know, Shelly was just talking about midterms. Like, you know, October is like midterm season two, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah um, especially like stuff. people are getting back into school and stuff like that. And Marvel um, just needs to release a movie in October. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You're probably they right. are. And at least... Well, I guess they are in November. Yeah. And at least, yeah. I know in my experience, a lot of people like to rewatch their favorite old Halloween movies, you know, during mm-hmm. October. Yeah. It's not like... At least among my friend groups, it's... Joe's <laughs> like, no, I don't. <laughs> at least among my friend groups, they saying... don't like to go out and see new scary movies. They like to rewatch the ones they already like. So, I don't know. I'm afraid to go yeah. see a new scary movie. <laughs> to me, really saying good. that... Saying that... This has been the best year for horror movies. Is like saying this has been the best year for potatoes. It means nothing. To me. like, <laughs> in fact, I much prefer the potato. I want to know what the best year of potatoes was. It certainly wasn't uh, during the Irish potato film. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, That's my lineage. I can say that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But um, yeah, that's just a really interesting bit of news. We'll see how Marvel is probably gonna lead November. I feel like I don't know. It'll be marvelous. I feel like they will. But that's that's what we got our for movie news. So handing it off to you, Cody. Yeah, I did a ton this last week. I didn't really realize. Um, I went and saw Blade Runner twenty forty. I thought you did that two weeks ago. He was supposed to. Yeah, it was supposed oh. to. It didn't happen. Oh, heck. What'd you uh, think because of, of the giant robot battle. Oh, that's right. Because of I the watch movies lame on Tuesdays, giant robot battle. Cheap, <laughs> some broke. Uh, <laughs> so I do my $5 movies on Tuesdays. Uh, so we watched Blade Runner 2049. I know LJ's seen it. I loved already. it. It was really good. I really, really liked it. I'm going to say it on air just so everyone's mad at me. I thought Ghost in the Shell, the movie, was better. Ghost in the Shell it yet either. is a straight off. Oh, I don't know what came first because the movie and the original manga both came out like within like a year or two of each other. So it's yeah. hard to say what was based off of what. And it's but, very cyberpunk noir. Like yeah. both of them. Ghost in the Shell's been around for a long time. What do you Yeah. So is Blade Runner. The, oh, yeah, oh. The manga came out in like late seventies and Blade Runner was like what, like eighty, eighty one or something like that? Yeah. But they're so similar it's like hard to say what came first. But mm-hmm. uh I mean they really kind of they both together uh, kind of pioneered gave definition the, to what is uh, yeah. cyberpunk. Yeah. And yeah. the thing I loved about Blade Runner is that, uh, I mean, Blade Runner 2049, the new one, it's a long movie, but I was never bored. Like, I never, I was worried about falling asleep in the theater because I've been known to do that sometimes. 
If a I movie, said if a, if a outside, movie's <laughs> I said as soon as we got out of the movie, that is the longest, or no, that's the slowest movie I've ever enjoyed. Um, exactly, exactly. It's not a lot of action, uh, but it's so super interesting, uh, the world that they put you in. Uh, another thing that I love about it, and this is probably my favorite thing about Blade Runner, because I haven't had this in a long time, a movie that doesn't spoon-feed you what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of gives you hints of what's going on. The world building um, around that world is amazing because I was hoping that's what they would do with the sequel and they did that so well. Yeah, and I don't want to give anything away so I can't really give any yeah. examples of anything. But <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that they kind of insinuate and they give a ton of hints to it. But they're never like, this is what's happening. Uh, um, anime is really bad with this. They're like, he's doing whatever move and it's going to take this much oh time gosh. and this is how much power to be. And you're like, I don't... Yeah. I, I could... <laughs> Exactly. It's like, just do it. I'll, before, I'll understand. I get before it. Before you see 2049, there's a couple shorts you need to watch. Colby actually recommended this to me. I uh, haven't there's, seen them. There's an anime, there's a little uh, anime short, which which is the longer out of the two. There's three of them. And then the other two are live action bits, but they set the stage for 2049. Okay. Uh, which cool. which was really cool. I watched them literally right before I Ubered to the theater down the street. Uh, so that was really cool. Um, I also recommend that you watch the original Blade Runner before you watch 2049. And I believe it, Director's Cut is the definitive... Uh, Final Cut, I think it is. Yeah, Final, Final Cut. Yes. Is the definitive uh, one. I... Mm-hmm. The original Blade Runner, uh, I wasn't a huge fan of. I know Colby would freak out if he heard that. Uh, <laughs> but mostly because I'm stupid. <laughs> and I don't, didn't understand what was going on the entire time. I was like, what's happening? It's an art piece. Like, it's definitely, like, it's not, like, the most action-packed movie. But it's definitely a great yeah. piece of art, for sure. 2049 really did well with not explaining things, but not making me feel dumb about it. That's cool. That's okay. good to know from, a, from that perspective. Yeah. Uh, so I did that. Uh, we've already talked a ton about Stranger Things, so I'm going to move on from there. Uh, one of the most exciting things that I did this week uh, actually happened yesterday, Sunday, for those listening, and that was a Halloween uh, D&D special. Ooh. Uh, I saw that picture you posted. That looked really cool. Like, you guys had yeah. the atmosphere and everything. <laughs> the lighting. So we got, like, I took the purple lighting from my set, and we put that, like, underneath the table, and we had to, uh, everything was lit by candles. It was lit. Uh, <laughs> Party was and late, the, the entire story <laughs> was made up by, uh, what did you say? I said the party was lit, yo. <laughs> uh, the entire story. Knock one was... over, this party's on fire. Oh, man. <laughs> um, kind of randomly interesting, that's how the story ended, was everything was on fire. Great. Uh, My favorite way to end it. So, stereotypical <laughs> 80s horror movie. Uh, Jason, Freddy Krueger, whatever. I guess Freddy Krueger never got up in the woods. But we were, um, between junior and senior year of high school, kids, we all went up into uh, some kid's cabin for a summer week. And uh, we didn't do very well with, like, looking around. Uh, The (laughs) character, that the first character we killed, uh, who ended up being our fighter, and that was all randomly selected. Uh, He was like, you guys should go swimming. And so we all went swim. We were like, okay. And just agreed with him, the DM, instead of actually looking around at our situation. Well. Um, <laughs> so we come back. He's murdered. And uh, it, there's a guy. How did he explain? He was in a leather jacket. A leather uh, one-piece suit. That's what it was. Hmm. And then he had a scarecrow from Wizard of Oz mask on. Oh. And he was an axe killer. 
And so there was nothing supernatural about it, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Uh, but it felt very, like, <clears throat> 80s horror movie setting. Uh, and the beauty of it, we did have a fighter, like I said, and he died. But no one else had any combat skills whatsoever. Oh, no. <laughs> That's kind of so, cool, actually. Yeah, it was really interesting. It was all survive. Uh, and it <laughs> really brought D&D to this whole different atmosphere. That's cool. Because uh, yeah, you're that. not trying to fight yeah. things. So no. Oh, we all go. died because I have a few friends who are they're D&D players. They had a hard time <laughs> not fighting. So uh, they were looking for weapons and stuff and trying to get him. And th- he could die. Um, he was possible to kill. We were actually not that far away from killing him. Oh. But I was like, I ran to the car. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get in the car. And he goes, okay, it's locked. I want to break the window. Okay, uh, there's no keys. I try to hotwire the car. <laughs> Can't. Like, we, we rolled and it didn't work. So I looked for the keys in, like, every spot I could for, like, a spare key because it's the 80s. Right. Uh, the, the killer had the keys. Oh. Um, so there was a way that we could have tried to pickpocket the killer. Huh. Um, but it was really cool. He got to move every time we moved. So each character would move, he'd get another turn if so we sprinted. Did you guys make sure to turn on the light in a room before you walked into the room? All lights were on. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, the typical horror movie thing. It's like they just walk into a dark room. I think there would have been more of that if we would have, like, not... We were all outside, and the killer was inside. Oh. Um, And it was supposed to be the other way around as far as storytelling goes, but we wouldn't get inside. So our DM (laughs) was like, all right, he's in the house. Um, But there was, like, a locked cellar we could have gone into. um, And there was a... The three ways to escape were the car, calling the police. The police got there an hour in an hour, because all the game has, like, turn-based time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, there's a boat up in a cabin if we would have gone into the woods, uh, where wolves could attack us. Sounds kind of like a tabletop version of, like, a Friday the 13th video game, because that's... Yeah, exactly. That's the three ways you can escape in the video game. I want to try that. Um, it was super, super cool. Very atmospheric, very different D&D experience. Um, we all died. He killed us all. We (laughs) set him on fire first with a Molotov cocktail, um, and he proceeded to kill the rest of us because uh, we were already down and set the cabin on fire uh, and he was never found. Dang. Wow. Police so, came and found all of us. So next year you guys can do a, a sequel, maybe. Yeah. It is a very sweet experience. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. I also been watching Walking Dead, uh, obviously. Joe, have you been watching Walking Dead? I have not. I've got it paid for, but we're waiting on... Uh... Something to happen. I don't know why we're not watching it yet. You we just haven't been that driven to watch it yet. Oh, it's so good. Huh. There's so much more optimism That's good. in this season than last. <laughs> That's good. I could see that, yeah. yeah. Based on how the last season ended. Yeah. Um, and I'll just I'll stick with that. Uh, it's just a great, <laughs> great show. These last, last season was probably one of the best seasons they've had. Uh, bringing Negan in has really um, brought life to the show. Uh, and so it reanimated it. Reanimated <laughs> it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I didn't realize <laughs> the pun until you, until you Walker did. joke. <laughs> well. uh, and then I was just talking about how much I don't like Polygon, but I've been watching. Uh... Why does that keep happening, Joe? Have you been doing it? <laughs> I'm looking at my notes, <laughs> and I just realized it says idiots. <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, I've been watching an anime <laughs> called uh, Idio. Idio. Oh, no, okay, Idio. that's weird. <laughs> um, and it's 
It's not Idio, it's ID0, uh, but all of them call this robot thing Idio because they don't, he doesn't have a... Uh, it's not like Wally or Eve or... I forgot my ID, yo. Well, he doesn't remember who he is. <laughs> it's this concept oh. of, there. these are, I'm kind of giving spoilers, and it's only in the first few episodes, but uh, <laughs> it, you're... Everyone gets in, put into these robot machines, um, and it's their consciousness. Um, and so you can, if you died, you don't have a body to go back to. You can stay in these these machines. Huh. Um, but so far, it's been really, really cool. Um, tons of great voice actors. I think Bryce Pappenbrook, some people know, oh, is one of yeah. my favorite voice actors. He's a villain in it. Oh, the, the only name you ever mentioned. Ever. Yeah, <laughs> he's the only Shots voice fired. actor whose name Shots I. Do you know any? I was gonna say, do you know any others? <laughs> I know. I don't know. I really need to figure out who uh, plays Lance in Voltron because I like him a lot too. But I know Todd Havercorn because I hate him. Uh, Todd Havercorn, I love you, uh, but I hate everything you play because your voice after Sword Art Online makes me want to also hurt you, like everyone else. <laughs> um. And then I know Vic Bagiana because uh, yeah. he's a Christian. Yeah. I know names. I know things. I uh, but Idio has been a lot of fun, even though it's that polygon style. Um, it, it really works with machinery. Whenever there's robots and stuff, <laughs> I get it. I just don't like seeing people in that in that art style. Uh, but yeah, that's also a Netflix original. A lot of Netflix originals. And speaking of Netflix originals, uh, House of Cards is ending on season six uh, and it's why is that happening cody <laughs> it's falling Glad like you a asked, house of cards uh <laughs> it's falling like a house of cards well it's really interesting because it, the timing is off the timing seems really strange um according to netflix they were going to end at season six regardless uh but the actor kevin spacey uh there was just these new allegations that came out that when he was in his early 20s in the 80s uh, he had sexually harassed a 14-year-old boy, tried to get him into a bedroom. Uh, and so Netflix was like, we don't agree with this. House of Cards is ending now. But then later on they said, we're actually going to end at season six either way. Uh, but it's weird to bring that news up after this has happened, if you're going to anyways. Um, I I think it's just an easy out for Netflix. Like they're, yeah, they're, they're gonna like, the hey, we're yeah. gonna, we were going to let you guys know anyway, but since this happened, we're just going to let you know. tell you. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really interesting because, like, I don't know. The, the timing doesn't seem that off to me. Like, it makes sense that they would say this is, like what you said, LJ, they already, mm-hmm. uh, you might as well tell us now that this has happened. We're going to end it anyways. We were already yeah. going to. Um, but... It also makes sense from a story standpoint that they'd be ending at season six because there's nowhere to go from where they're at. Uh, I mean, the whole thing has been about power. I think that uh, Frank, I can't remember his last name right now. You know. Thomas, the big hurt. Oh, no. President Francis... Dang it. The, the Pope. Oh, well. Mr. It doesn't matter. Uh, you guys, I you love guys the don't show. have me on the back end. I think the show is really great. Um, but he want, it's all about power, and so I kind of hope he rules the world someday. Uh, no one man news, deserves all of that power. <laughs> <laughs> hearing this news, I would rather shows be canceled uh, than get my entertainment. Um, yeah. Shows get canceled for, you know, this stuff coming out. I want more stuff to come out as much as I love my shows. Um 
this kind of stuff needs to be exposed. And it seems like we're kind of in a movement right now of that happening. Um, and I'm glad it is. I think right. that is something that needs to happen. Uh, Netflix, Joe already kind of mentioned this, but they have an after show that came out. And this is a really new thing for Netflix. They've never done this before. Uh, and it's kind of like Talking Dead in a way. It's a talk show, right? Joe, you've yeah. actually seen it. So you can kind of Yeah, I watched it a I better. watched one episode. What was it like? So it was uh the host and it's the guy that used to play the Do you remember the show Community? Yes. Yes. Uh, I love that the show. guy that played the Dean. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, I forget his name right now. Wears is glasses, it, kind of a goofy Rush little dude. Or something? I think that's his name. I, I don't know his name, but he's the host. Something And Rush. the episode I watched, they had the two the two brothers that were kind of, I don't know if they were producers or directors. I think they're writers. The Duff Brothers? No, the writers okay. and directors. Like the, yeah. Yes. yeah. The Duff Brothers. And then they had the, the actors brothers. who played uh, the the L and the boy that she's Michael. so Mike. close to. Michael, yeah. Mike, Mike, Mike. And, and they just kind of batted around. Like, they, they showed the audition tapes for all of the boys. Oh. Cool. And and That's for cool. Elle's character, and then they showed like, uh, so it was a lot of backstory like that. Hey, you know, how did you come to decide this is what you were gonna do? Yeah. What did you? What were you thinking while this scene was going on? What was happening behind the scenes? That That's sort of stuff. Cool. So you say you watched the first episode. How many episodes of it are there? I don't know. Okay. I'm not then, sure. The way you but said more than it, one. So... Yeah, there 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 are at least three that I'm aware of because I saw okay. that number on on my feed, but. So it okay, sounds like the way you said it is they play after, like, they label it as, like, another season. Like, it plays after you finish it's the, a separate the it's, second show. one. That's what I thought, but I went back and looked, and it's it's a totally separate Which show. I remember because when oh, okay. I was just searching that, to watch Stranger Things, I just typed in Stranger Things, uh, and then two things popped up. It popped up with the, you know, actual show, cool. then popped up with that thing, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So... Yeah, but I, I thought it was yeah. curious because normally when a series ends, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't automatically queue up anything else to play. <laughs> yeah, they automatically queued up. Uh, That's cool. Well, it depends on the, the after show. Well, on my PS4, they don't normally. Yeah, they automatically queued this up and started playing it. So, is it something you could see other Netflix shows having? If it got a big enough following, sure. I feel like Stranger Things has been a following tour that works. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it seems like The Talking Dead kind of. Yeah. It, um, it kind of reminds me of, um, I used to watch um, Survivor. Like, my family was obsessed oh, with yeah. that show. And after then every, they, after the show ends, they always have a live, like, get-together. Like a reunion thing. thing. So that's kind of what I yeah. pictured it being somewhat like. Of course, they're very different shows. I think it's interesting. One's a reality show. Because it's not. not a live yeah. right. show. Yeah. Because that was the great thing about Talking Dead is it was live. It was right after the show. Mm-hmm. It was for the real fans kind of thing. Um, so I'm hoping what you can do with it is I, I mentioned this way this uh, before uh, we started the show is uh, for some albums on Spotify, when you go to the album or you go to the artist, they have the album, then they have the album, and then it says commentary yeah, in parentheses. Commentary. Like, I, I wonder if you if the, sh- the episodes are specific to like the episode you just watched. So I wonder if you could watch this episode, like episode one and then go watch episode one of the talk show. Like, you know, just no episode one, episode one of the talk show starts talking about season finale stuff. Oh, you don't want to watch that before you finish. That would break all the suspense, even if that was true. I feel like I'm glad we, uh, we cleared that up too, before anybody went to watch it right now. So that's, yeah, it's not meant to be one to one. I, I was hoping it would be supplementary material. 
I mean, it's still but supplementary. It's just, uh, it's more like epilogue backstory than, than yeah it's not commentary offs, it's more i guess i don't know yeah i don't know how to say that <laughs> it's not as much commentary i guess directly as i was hoping it would be yeah hmm. uh and then our final story is literally thrown in here because i didn't want to check just about netflix <laughs> <Boo>. uh, <laughs> that, exactly. uh, blair witch the blair witch project is getting a tv show uh based Hiss. off of the blair Boo. witch project that happened in like 1999 was it the 99? Uh, it was 99. Uh, yeah, I guess. It was late 90s. Yeah. Um, that whole idea of this is found footage, it's totally real, even though it's not. Um, probably something's going to be on sci fi. I, I think it's appropriate because it's Halloween. Halloween was last night. Well, so I guess I can kind of add to this because I watched the 2016 uh, version, uh, the, the not, not remake, it's like a direct sequel. Forget okay. that Book of Shadows junk that came out. Um, but, uh, it's it ties every it ties a lot of things together from the first Blair Witch and it's actually it's a good like it's a well done movie and it's not super right. gory because I hate gore, um, but I, there is a lore because I actually did some research like just to find out kind of like like I looked for one of those like ending explained kind of things and there is lore behind it but to me it just the lore doesn't sound interesting enough for them to go deep into it at all. It's a whole show. It's, um, yeah, like, I mean, it sounds very much like a Salem Witch Trials kind of, like, background. I mean, I guess I could see how they could spin it into a show, but I don't think it's worth spinning into a show. I don't know. Me a, either. A horror TV show just... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I liked the, the the newest movie, for the record. It was it was good. But okay. I don't think that... No, it's not something they need to be spinning off at all. Well, that is the end of our show. Not forever. Huh? Yeah, yes. not <laughs> for the week. Yes. This is the song that doesn't end, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can catch us here every Wednesday. Uh, here, being wherever you listen to podcasts, I guess. In your Otherwise ears. Here. Um, basically, everywhere that podcasts are there, except for SoundCloud. SoundCloud's weird. <laughs> um, everywhere else, though. Uh, use the hashtag GUGCast and talk back with us. Uh, we love getting your guys's tweets uh about things that we talked about on the show and then uh your questions we love answering your questions um so please do that hashtag gug cast lj where can they find you at you can find me on twitter at warhero lj uh you can find me on streaming on the geeks under grace twitch channel um on tuesdays and then um i've been streaming to mixer a little bit lately so um cool so follow me there at warhero lj as well and joe twitch and uh, Twitch and Mixer, Righteous Fury Gaming, Saturday, starting 7 Central, we're going to go all day, raise money for kids. If you're not going to help Geeks Under Grace out, help me out. Exactly. <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now about you, Shelly? Uh, you find me... Or wait, Joe, did you do all yours? Find me on Twitter, at Joe Knows Games. Uh, Shelly, where can they find you? You at? can find me still on Twitter at the Shellshock24, and you can find me on Twitch uh, on the Geeks and Grace. I'll be opening our extra life. So, regular time I stream on Ooch, Twitch, Ooch. Uh, but we'll just keep streaming. So, be sure to find us yes, there. Yes, keep it going. It, it'll be lit. It's lit. <laughs> and you can find me <laughs> at Cody Armor on, on the Twitter sphere. Uh, keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye now. <laughs>